welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Business Success Show with me, Mac Atram. And today I have a very special guest who is joining us. And I will say this, you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, it's so, so critical to have the, the ability to communicate your message. As a leader, if you can't communicate your message, you're missing out on tons of opportunity. And when I say your message, I'm talking about the opportunities you get where you have to share your mission. You have to share your vision. You have to be able to share and communicate your value, your offering, your product. And so it doesn't matter what it is you're doing in business. If you can't communicate effectively with suppliers, with your team members, and you can't lead them effectively, it causes a problem. And so yeah. it gives me great pleasure to introduce to the Business Success Show, Robert Kennedy the third. Yes, I said the third, all the way from Maryland, who is an expert. I will tell you a little bit about him before we bring him up here so he gives us all the nuggets. He is the co-founder and president of Kinetic, the co-founder. So he specializes in leadership, and communications and storytelling. He's a serial entrepreneur, started his biz first business in 2001, an online promotion portal with an internet radio station. And he's an author of several books. He is award an award-winning public speaker, corporate trainer, and an author, as I just said. I will say this, he's been featured on TV and radio, Fox being one of them, and he helps you to get your message out succinctly clearly so you are attracted by the right and for the right reasons. So over to you, Robert, welcome to the Business Success Show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, who you are. Mac, first of all, fantastic to be here, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate the time. Who am I? Man, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a dude who's got a, who's got a dream and a couple of bucks. <laughs> so just really pushing forward. You know, my my story is long and sorted and we don't have time for all of it, but I'll I'll give some of the shortcut version. I I do have a background in in radio a little bit. I have I was a teacher for some years and my first couple of businesses were formed on the side while I was teaching. So my my third business was the first business that I was that I did full time, one hundred percent. And Brilliant. so since then, that that third business was in two thousand eight. We started that, and then this last training company was started in twenty seventeen. So got it, got it, got it. That's where we are, man. Hey, tell me, you know your first business when you kicked that off? What was? Tell us about that. You know, often. For most small business owners, when they start their first business, that's when they really get to understand what business is all about. Because now they suddenly realizing they've got to wear all the hats, go and go to right. market, go and sell, go and find the clients, really run the operations. Um, what were some of the 
I would say some of the rewarding aspects of your first business and what were some of the challenges also? Well, all of all of those things you just mentioned, man, I think my first business, we were just having fun. My my family is is West Indian. I grew up I was I was born in Jamaica and I grew up in New York City after that. My idea of business was, you know, uh, a, a shop on the side of the road or, <laughs> you know, a bodega or the stores yeah. in New York City. That was kind of like the Mecca for business. I didn't really understand that there were all types of businesses. I didn't really understand that the doctors who went to school and decided to open a private practice, that that was a business. I, I didn't I didn't have that understanding. So my growth was like a lot of kids. You go to school, you get a job, and then you do you do what that job is, and everything else is a hobby outside of that. So my first business was started because my wife said to me, dude, you're spending too much money on CDs. <laughs> right. Wow. And so I was I was, you know, I loved music and I had to have the latest music. Uh-huh. And so my wife was like, we're spending too much money on CDs. We got to get on a budget. And so I don't remember how I figured it out, but I figured out that I could call the ANR representatives at companies and call PR companies and say, hey, I'd like to interview your artists. And they would send me free CDs. So this first business, the intention wasn't to open a business. It was to get free CDs. It was it was to talk to people so that I could have access to to my to my vice or to my <laughs> my, my my pet passion. So as that began to happen and as I saw that, hey, man, oh, my goodness, I'm you know, I can get backstage. I can I can do some of these different things. We add a radio station. I can get connected to some artists. We can get ad revenue for the radio station. Those are some of the things that started to happen. But again, as you mentioned, I was doing everything. I'm making all the calls. I'm doing the interviews. I'm building the website. I'm doing all of this stuff. And my wife reminded me the other day, she was like, yeah, it was cool, but we were honestly putting out more money than was coming in. <laughs> but I was getting my CDs, man. <laughs> uh, you was getting the CDs. What was the, what was the business model then? How were you making revenue? I know you, it sounds like you were hustling, you know, you're making those calls, you're looking for revenue streams. How, how did you turn that hobby mm-hmm into a business in terms of how did revenue start generating? Well, two ways. So the first way was once we added the internet radio station, we began to seek out ads. We got, we got independent artists who wanted to advertise their music or their, their upcoming albums, their upcoming projects. We got ads from those. We got ads from some PR companies who wanted to attract artists. We got ads from, you know, smaller record labels, et cetera. We got them to put ads on our radio station. Uh Now, what started to happen was we found that some of the independent artists, especially that wanted us to put ads on or wanted us to share information or wanted to send us their CDs so that they could be interviewed on our site. We found that they didn't have their own websites. And so um, I didn't tell you the the beginning of this. When When I went to those record companies initially, and they, they, their response to me was like, what's your website? I said, give me a couple of days. And then I learned HTML in a couple of days, threw up a website, and then I called them back. And that's how, so I had this knowledge now of building websites. And so wow. I had a couple, I had two brothers or three of us. 
One of them is, you know, really technically adept, used to work for IBM at the time. And another was a graphic designer. And right. so the three of us got together and we said, okay, we're going to build websites for these independent artists. Nice. And so we started building websites. So that was kind of business number two, man. So nice. that that's you know where some I, of the monetization started to happen. Yeah. Well, you know what I love about what you just said, right? It's the typical yeah. entrepreneurial uh, ambition and drive mm -hmm. that says, hey, we're going to get this business, but they're asking for us for our website. You know, most people crawl away or run away, but you said, oh, let's make it happen. Let's make it, yeah. put it together. And, and suddenly yeah. that turned into revenue stream doing websites for other people because you learned it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's very, very good. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so let me, you know, I'm just, as you were speaking, Robert, yeah. I had visions in my head that Robert's picked up the phone, calling Sony, calling Universal, call, and they're saying, get out of here. Who are you? We don't know who you are. Did you get any of those moments? We would say, get no. out of here? No. You didn't no. get any and rejection like that? No. And the funny thing is, because uh, people don't understand what happens. It's kind of like the same way people say, oh my gosh, I see all these people on the news or see people getting on Fox or getting on these stations. These stations are looking for stories. Yeah. So if you call them with a story, they're going to process it. They're going to check it out. If you pitch yeah. them and say, hey, I have an idea. Can I come on the, on the, on the TV station? They're, yeah. they're going to check it out if you're speaking to the right person, right? right? Yeah. I did not know that the same thing applied to to record companies and, and radio stations. They're literally looking for free exposure. They're looking for them. Any publicity is is publicity. So if I have three people that are listening to me and they're saying, OK, that's three more people. Cool. cool. We'll send you CDs. Right. We'll, we'll get you in touch with some of these people. So when I call them, all they want to verify is that I have at least something verifiable, something generally legitimate going on. And I'm not trying to run a scam. So right. when I call them and they're asking me for my website, they're looking to see, okay, is this, and this is the early 2000s, right? So, right. Uh, you know, the internet has, is, is about seven, eight years old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. they're looking to see, does this person have a space on the web, mm. you know, which indicates that, they're serious and they're they're they've put in some time and effort to create this space. Mm. And also, are there other people that have it's the same as Yelp reviews? Are there other people that have interacted with this person and can, you know, are are can validate that right. this is so is this, know, this person is not a credible? So is yeah, this is this person is this real? Right. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, right. you know, that that's harder at the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, in the beginning, when I when I first called the record companies, I, I didn't show them artists. I showed them articles. So I had a couple of articles that I'd written, et cetera. I put those articles on the site. Cool. Right. OK, it's a real site. It exists. And it's it's in our it's in our wheelhouse. And then, of course, you got to present yourself effectively to people. I, if I called sounding like a knucklehead, then <laughs> I, I don't know that they would have given me the same time of day. But I called acted like I knew what I was talking about yeah. and was clear on what I was asking for and then gave them the information that they asked for. Fantastic. Well, it's great. I mean, it's, life is full of lessons. Business is full of lessons. What was yeah. um, one of the hardest lessons for you on your entrepreneurial journey thus far? Man, I, I think that it's the biggest lesson has always been something that I still struggle with to this day. It's that 
you cannot do everything yourself. Mm. You, uh, you have only two arms and 168 hours in the week. Correct. You cannot just jam a whole bunch of things in. You're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of strength. You're going to run out of energy. You're going to run out of people, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. So uh, you need to be able to build a team, number one. Number two, know where your strengths are. Know that you, you, you cannot be an expert in marketing, graphic designing, janitorial services, uh, copywriting, uh-huh. you know, cold calling, emailing, uh, interviewing. You, yeah. you, you can't do all of that stuff. Selling, you can't do all of that effectively and at the same level of expertise. So who are the people in your space or outside of your space that can help with that? And one of the best pieces of business advice that I got when I hired a business coach or, and I was doing some other business work was you're never going to feel ready to hire. You're never Mm -hmm. going to feel ready to, to, to bring that first person on. So you've got to be able to, you got to be willing to hire before you're ready. Absolutely. It's critical, critical. You're, you're absolutely right. Thanks for sharing that. Now let's get into some of the things we wanted to talk about today, which is very much about leadership. We talk about storytelling, what you one of the things you say is that most people have a they they have a belief that they um they don't have a story within them and right. they even if they do discover the story they're scared or have some fear to share that story uh, why right. does that happen we're scared of criticism we mm. jerry seinfeld the american comedian is known for saying that at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy. <laughs> right? That's a good because, line. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of us, we're scared that people are going to criticize us. Why are we scared of it? Well, we've seen it happen or we've been a part of those conversations ourselves. Uh-huh. We've been the ones pointing fingers. And uh-huh. so we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if I trip? You know, we, there's, there's, there's hashtags on YouTube, there's hashtags on Instagram, TikTok epic fails, you know, hashtag epic fail or whatever. And you're like, I don't want to be that person that is the subject of, of the fail. So a lot of us say, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to put myself in the line of fire. I'm just not going to put myself in, in that space. And so the, the truth is, yeah, there are people that will point and, and criticize, but um, they don't pay you. <laughs> Number one. How, how does someone who, you know, how do they, how does someone who wants to, speak or share their story overcome that then if it's just going on in their mind and how do they how does someone overcome that you don't fully overcome it Uh you don't fully overcome it it's a matter of embracing and changing your frame of reference so i'll share two things number one when i do speaking coaching sessions speaker coaching sessions with clients and they're like robert i try i'm trying to get rid of my nervousness i'm trying to get rid of the butterflies and i say well listen our job isn't to get rid of the butterfly, just to help them fly in formation. Right. So, right. Th- so that's number one. Number two, I was a science teacher. And if we look at the science of this, there are chemicals that our body releases when we are afraid. You know, our body releases cortisol. Our body releases epinephrine. Our body releases adrenaline. They're, they're, our body releases dopamine. All of these, these, these things are released when our body is telling us, hey, it's time to run. It's time to be afraid. It's time to get yourself out of it. Right. Our body releases the exact same chemicals when we're excited. True. 
right? So I want you to think about going to an amusement park and going on a roller coaster. You see this roller coaster and this roller coaster is so high and you're like, oh my gosh. And your body's releasing all of these chemicals inside. You go up on the roller coaster and the roller coaster begins to go down and and you feel the same feelings Mm. when you're going down. and, And now you're kind of excited about this. You're not afraid of it anymore. Now you're excited because you're in the midst of it. Your body's releasing the same exact chemicals. So it's a matter of you saying, okay, I'm excited. Uh It may literally be you telling yourself that I'm not afraid of this. I'm actually just warming up to this. Right. I see your point. Right. I'm changing the energy. It's the same reason athletes, when they go out onto the field of battle, what do they do? They they do all sorts of craziness and they do all sorts of machinations and gyrations and they psych themselves up and they warm themselves up. And it's really getting your body to release those chemicals that help prepare you for, for, for battle, for that excitement. Awesome. Change your energetic state and change your, uh, your, your reference point. I I like that. It's very good. Yeah. Very, very Mm -hmm. good. So tell me something. We have quite a number of uh, entrepreneurs and business owners listening in. Right. How can they utilize the power of storytelling to get mm-hmm. their message across? And why is that important in this day yeah. and age specifically? Yeah. Well, it's it's important in this day and age specifically because we have so much information coming at us. Mm. You go online and you go to Instagram, you go to Facebook, you go to LinkedIn, and there's information coming at you. How do you stand out? How do you connect? with your audience. I want you to think about the the best movie that you ever saw. I want you to think about the last time that you truly felt warm with somebody. The reason that you feel warm with them is because they did something emotionally that connected with you. You don't feel warm with somebody when when they give you some statistics or data that you agree with and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's good data." No, you you, you agree with them or you feel warm you feel connected to them because they have an ability to connect to an experience that you've had or something that you are familiar with. Right. And so when you tell a story, you give people something to relate to, or you, when you utilize storytelling, you give people something to relate to and you connect to them and you're able to connect to an emotion. And if you're able to connect to an emotion, you're more likely to influence. Absolutely. So connect with, the, okay, that, that's the heart-centered stuff. What about the person? Yeah. Thanks for that explanation. What about the person who says, but you don't understand, Robert. Mm-hmm. I sell mechanical bridges. Yeah. I, I sell these things. How do I put a story in that? How, you know, I sell these to very uh, high-level corporate organizations. And you're mm-hmm. saying, I've got to put it, what do you mean? Yeah. So when I talk about storytelling, I'm not necessarily only talking about once upon a time. Mm. I'm talking about a framework. So stories consist of four pillars, really. Right. And I, I have a framework that I take people through. And the first pillar in that framework is context. Right. What is what's happening in their world, what what they, what are they going through? What is what's currently existing? The second pillar of that framework is character. Who is it happening to, or who is 
leading it or who are the people that it affects. The third pillar is conflict. And that is what's broken, what's challenging. What is, what is going on that causes something to need to be fixed? Okay. So if I put those first three together, context, character, and conflict, that really engages or that connects to the audience because I'm not just chucking information at you. I'm not just saying to you, um, over the last quarter, here are the statistics. I'm saying to you, here are the statistics, but also here's what's happening and here's why these statistics are important. Right. So I'm sharing with you all of that information. When I share with you why it's important, when I share with you the, the, or when I state clearly to you the conflict or the challenge that I see, that I know that you're going through or that we're anticipating for your organization, then I open you up to say, okay, well, Robert, well, Mac, how do you suggest we solve this problem? How do you suggest we solve this challenge? What, what do you have? that we can use to deal with this issue. And you're like, I'm glad you asked. Introducing the X95 Z490. <laughs> this is this product that we have that's made to deal with this very thing. Absolutely, I love that. So you're saying, look, we're gonna balance, you know, there are people who are right brain thinkers and approach mm-hmm. and those who are left brain sequential, log- logical. With the right brain would come from the emotion, the heart, bring them in, but mm-hmm. also back it up with the logic, with yeah. the sequence, with the steps, with the yeah. system. So both together, look, in, in the same research I've done and having trained hundreds of thousands of people around the world yeah. in over 50 countries, I echo the same things that you're saying, which is so, so yeah. important. That's why I wanted you to be here on this platform to yeah. really get this message across. Because if you're only coming from that left brain, you're yeah. leaving a lot of money on the table or you're leaving yeah. your team or your staff behind because you're not yeah. able to connect at a level that you're talking about there, Robert, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I think there are there are some things to think about inside of this. So we, we talked about the first three pillars. The fourth pillar, of course, was conclusion. So I, I use C right. to make it really easy. So w- when we talk about right brain and left brain, we're, we're talk, kind of talking about percentages here as well, because some people think, oh, well, if they're left brain, then I just need to give them the data. I just need to give them the logic and the figures. And yeah, that's kind of true, but we're all still human beings and nobody is 100% left brain. Everybody has some measure of emotion. Everybody has had experiences. And when things are equal, all things considered, the emotion is what's going to win. If I go to a car dealership, and the, the, the salesperson says, hey, we've got these two vehicles on the showroom floor mm. and it, it, we, they're identical. The engines are identical. They, they go the same speed. They're the same year. They have the same amount of mileage on them. Everything's identical about them. One of them is shiny electric blue and the other has a green hood, orange doors, burnt Sienna trunk and, 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 and four different tires. Which one are you going to choose? You're choosing the one that looks better, that makes you feel better, that makes you feel a certain way, gives you a certain reputation. If I walk down the street, if I drive down the street with with four different colored doors, 
Are my friends gonna <laughs> gonna look at me like uh, like I'm crazy? I mean, I grew up in New York City. We had cars like that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Which part of New York? Which part of New York? I grew up in the Bronx, man. In the Bronx. All right. Okay. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. Definitely, you'd have grown up seeing those kind of things. Yeah. Hey. So, I love that. So, conclusion is the four, the fourth the C, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so knowing your audience is key. So you've got to, if you know your audience, then yeah. you can determine how much or how much time to spend on that first section, which is the why, before going into the conclusion. So. You um, just tell us a little bit about the work you do. You teach people how to speak. You teach people how to convey their message their, uh, through stories. Mm -hmm. And um, have you ever had a situation where some whatever CEO, some business leader thought or some head of department thought, no, this is not for me. I can't do this. Uh, I don't want to speak in front of people. I break yeah. out in sweats and hives if I have to. And how have you ever come across those? I'm sure you've got some stories around that. And also, how did you deal with that? How did you help them to overcome that? Yeah, well, CEOs, most of them, the majority of them do not say, no, I, I break out in hives and I, and I, I can't do this. You know, they're, they're, they're CEOs. How well they do it is another story. There are some that may that may think that they are sharing information well mm. and what happens is that they don't get buy-in or they do not see movement from their employees and then they wonder why is my team not moving why why do we not have loyalty why is everybody not paying attention why do we consistently miss deadlines right and all of those things are symptoms of lack of connection mm. and communication is, is key in that. So the work that I do with a lot of them is about, okay, yeah, you've talked to them, but what are the results that you're after? What, what are the things that indicate to you, yes, we're moving in this direction, we're moving towards, or we're in alignment with the vision that I've set forth or the vision of the company. And if you can articulate those and, and you're seeing that what you're saying and what the results are from your team are, are not lining up with that, then yeah, there's a communication problem and we need to figure out how to get you in a better position of executive presence, how to get you in a position of, of connection with your team and how to get you in a position of credibility with your team. So when you do that, that comes from a couple of places. That comes from you being able to be passionate about what that vision is. It comes from you being able to be vulnerable about how any breakdowns around that vision and, and what needs to happen in order to move towards that. And that enables you to build trust with your team. And the third thing is, is you need to be in a place where you can share stories or share experiences that, that resonate with your team so that they know that you're not just somebody that's just talking the talk, but you're walking the walk and you're walking the walk right alongside them. Okay. Was it because you know you built because you built that emotional connection with them? Yeah. Now yeah. inside you all the way. Yeah. So from um so for those people who are business owners, they are not mm. they don't have to do any presenting in front of audiences, they're not consultants, they're not coaches, they're not trainers, they're not speakers, but they own a business. Mm -hmm. And I always say if you own a business, learn to communicate, learn to yeah. speak 
because your team needs to hear your message. So with those people, because I know you help people to create their signature stories and programs, yeah. that kind of stuff. But for that person who is not going to go out on a platform and not going to do webinars, how do you help them to create a, a signature story that they may have to communicate with the investors, the um, communicate with their team members, communicate with maybe possible suppliers? Mm-hmm. Well, we all go out on a platform. Mm. Well, it may not be at a conference, but it's going to be in the boardroom. It's right. going to be in a sales conversation. It's going to be in just uh, the, the random meetup at Starbucks, or maybe you're on an airplane going somewhere and you happen to run into somebody from another company or somebody that is in your target market. You're sitting beside them on the, on the airplane right. and you've right. got to have these conversations. Right. And how do you wrap this up into a story or how do you wrap this up into something that connects with them and, and makes sense to them, right? And so those are some of the things that, that we share. And when you don't know somebody, well, let me, let me back up. If you know somebody, you can create an experience or you can create a story that connects with an experience that you are clear that they've had. Mm. If you don't know them and you don't know what experiences that they've had, you can only assume what experiences that they've had. And so the best way is to share your experience so that they can connect with you. So if you can share your experience of, you know, as a CEO or of the, as the owner of the company, what happened in your space that caused you to decide to start this company? What's your why? Simon Sinek mm-hmm. has this great TED talk, how great leaders inspire action. Start with yeah. why is the book that he wrote, right? Yeah. If you can share your why story, your brand story. And, and so for business owners, when I talk about signature story, that signature story is often your brand story. Right. Right. Why, why did you do this? What problem were, are you hoping to solve and what really turned your attention? What highlighted that problem for you? Was it an experience that you had? Did you did you fall off a bicycle at the age of nine, cut your knee and and you didn't have the right type of Band-Aid? <laughs> or what was it that caused you to now pay attention to this thing? And now why you're so passionate about about pursuing this every day with your business? Fantastic. I, I love I love what you're saying there. And I can see what why it makes such a difference, because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, your uh, airplane scenario, you're sitting next mm-hmm. to this person, you're on a flight with them for the next three hours, seven hours, right. eight hours, it doesn't matter. And they say, yeah. what do you do? And, you know, yeah. have you ever been to a business networking environment? You say, what do you do? I'm an accountant. Yeah. OK, Thank what you. am I going to do with that? Or I'm a lawyer. <laughs> right. So so when you say actually have that ready your signature thing you can then bring out that signature thing whether it's one minute three minutes five minutes ten minutes that mm-hmm. you can convey at a and uh, at an emotional level connected yeah. emotional level now you can go somewhere with it so i love that i love that love yeah that. fantastic yeah Very well good. i love what you said about the networking event and and i think when you talk about i'm an accountant i i changed how I operated at networking events several years ago. People say, what do you do? I say, I work with business leaders who need to deliver critical messages with confidence and connect with their teams or so that they can connect with their team, right? And so people are like, oh, okay, that sounds really cool. Tell me a little bit more about that. You know, how do you do that? There you go. This is the man. If you're listening to the Business Success Show, Robert Kennedy is giving you some great examples as to why 
you must learn from what, what he does learn from him connect with him i want yeah. i have one more question for you which is about yeah. for those who lack confidence mm -hmm. uh how does confidence or the lack of affect your communication or your presentation yeah so uh, let's start with the definition of confidence mm. a lot of people think that confidence is this thing that you switch on and off everybody has this experience of you went to school and there was the kid who came in the room and they just seemed really confident and everybody gravitated to them they were the athlete they were the the musician they were this and you say to yourself man i i wish i could have more confidence so here's what confidence is confidence is repetition with the expectation of success mm -hmm. as a little child you take your first step and it's shaky nobody slaps you in the head and says you're an idiot when you fall after your first step right no, <laughs> at least you right. hope they don't right. right you get up and you keep doing it and after a while you stop thinking about it you just walk right my daughter got her license a couple of years ago and and when she first got in the car she would check the rear view she would check all of the instruments on the panel and then she would put the car in gear and then she would mentally think about okay let me let me press it with a certain amount of pressure so that i don't go too fast right or i can have control of it and she went through all of these things in sequence for a while after a little while i give her the keys she hops in the car and i'm like holy smokes why is she going so fast down the street <laughs> right because she now just does this stuff automatically uh -huh. and so how do you develop confidence well you decide what it is that you want to do put yourself in position to do it and then do it repeatedly fantastic amazing and you know you just did it there you know i'm listening i'm recapping on all our conversation throughout this interview and the stories mm -hmm. that you've come up with and the and you sh and you made your point very clear you're, you're talking mm -hmm. about your daughter but you're yeah. making the point about confidence right yes and this Absolutely. is a skill go ahead yeah and i'm saying that i'm sharing that story because it's it's a story about me yeah. but it's a story that most of us can relate to if you're an adult and you have kids or you know someone who has kids or you you have cousins or you have you have people in your life that have learned how to drive uh -huh. and you know the experience and so you're like ah yeah i, I know that and you're creating we're, we're creating connection there you go you 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 look listen listeners listen this is not someone who talks theory he lives mm -hmm. it he practices it he conveys it he messages <laughs> it. He, it it's with him it's part of him and which yeah. he teaches other people. You know, in this day and age we live in, I said one more question, but just the fact of social media. And yeah. earlier on uh, at the top of the um, our conversation, you, we talked about there's a lot of noise out there. Yeah. How do you stand out? So for those people who think, well, I want to really make inroads in social media. How can I use what Robert's saying in order for me to stand out and get my message across so people hear it and connect with me and, and contact me. Do you have any yeah. um, pointers on that? Well, anybody can stand out. Hmm. It's where do you want to stand out or which stage do you want to stand on? So I, if I want to be, if I want to stand out on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, let me just do something crazy. Let me just do something wild. Let me do cartwheels with a dog in my hand while the dog's fur is on fire. How about, how about that? that? I can stand out <laughs> in, in that way. And then after I do that, I, I throw the dog down and I say, hey, let me talk to you about sales, right? <laughs> I, I can stand right. out. Right. 
I can stand out by doing that. But do I want to just stand out for the sake of standing out? Or is there a group of people that need my message that I can stand out for? Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I want to recommend to people before you figure out, before you ask the question, okay, how do I stand out, Robert? Identify your audience, identify who they are, identify where they hang out. What are the magazines that they read? What groups are they in? What conversations are they having? What questions are they asking? And if you can identify the questions that they're asking, then you can create something that answers the question. And the more that you begin to do that, the more they begin to identify you as an expert in that area, the more that they listen because the more that they know, like, and trust you. So find the audience first before you figure out how you can stand out. Once you find out your audience, then come see me. I can, I can, I can help you figure out how to structure and frame your messages so that you can more clearly connect with your audience. Superb. Robert, just out of interest, how can people connect with you? What's the easiest way for them to reach out to you, connect with you so you can help? Yeah, I make it real easy. I'm Robert Kennedy three on all platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, robertkennedy3.com is my website. If you want me to speak, that's, that's where you can find me. And if you are looking for training programs, you can, you can connect, connect with me on any of those platforms, but kineticcommunications.com with K's is, is where we are. Kineticcommunications.com. And yes. also, did you have a site storytellers? Um, grow? Oh yeah. Do you have story? That? Well, the story. So we have a community for small business owners okay. uh, online called the storytellers growth lab. So if you go to storytellersgrowthlab.com, you can just click the button that says join the community and it'll take you to our group. And we share with, small business owners there, how you can create visibility, especially on video with okay. your, with your story. All right, great. We'll, we'll make sure we, yeah. we um, add that um, yeah. this link. So fantastic, Robert. I want to say thank you uh, for, you know, tuning in and, and sharing some inspirational words and giving us some golden nuggets there. Guys, make sure you do connect with Robert because he's an expert at what he does. He doesn't only talk it. It's not theory. He lives it and he teaches it. And that's one of the things I love about people like Robert who live it every day. It's not theory. So if you're watching this or listening to this, remember to like, share, comment, tell us what you thought, tell us what else you want to know and learn, and we can bring those experts to you. So Robert, until we speak again, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you've given us today. I'm going to wish you Lots of blessings. Much love. God bless. Until we catch up again soon. All right. Thank you, my brother. Excellent. It's been my pleasure, Mac. Thank you. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Take care.